0: welcome to another episode of Melanated and Educated. I am your host Destiny and today we are going to be talking about the Kiss Quotient series. Okay so like I said I'm going to be talking about the Kiss Quotient series. There are three books in the series and okay okay. I'm going to start with what I like about the series. And I'm going to talk about like the books and everything too. So first things first. What I like about this series is it's one of those series where each book is a standalone. But you know you can incorporate like the characters. Like the characters are incorporated. So let me explain. In the first book the love interest name is Michael. The second book focuses on Michael's cousin. The third book focuses on the brother of the cousin from the second book. You see what I mean? So it's like it's like that yeah so that's why that's one thing I like I like books that are like that or like series that are like that where it's like everything's connected but it's also still like if you didn't read the first book you can still read the second I just think that's kind of fun so uh, if I had to put them in an order of like which book I like the best I would have to say I like the third book the heart principle the best and then I like The Bride Test, and then I like The Kiss Quotient. And originally, when I was making this, because I re-recorded this episode, originally when I was making this, I put The Kiss Quotient second, and The Bride Test third, because The Bride Test, to me, is kind of dry, but it's also, like, good. Like, it's just very, like, I feel like out of all of them, like, The Bride Test just felt very much like a novella, like a very, very short book. It didn't feel like a full book in comparison to the other ones to me. But I'm about to get into that. So, basically, the first book is called The Kiss Quotient. And it is about this woman named Stella who is autistic. And she ends up... She has a very big... Like, she's not interested in, like, sex or anything like that. It just makes her feel, like, icky, basically. And so, she ends up hiring a sex worker named Michael to help her, like, get better at sex. But then... She just ends up making him, not making him, but she ends up hiring him instead to be, like, make her good at relationships. Because, yeah, I don't know. So, first book gives, like, heavy Pretty Woman vibes. That's pretty much what it is. Um, I think that it's okay. Like, on a scale of 1 to 5, like, out of 5 stars, I would give it a a 3.5. I liked it a lot more when I was, like, first reading it, but... Looking back, it just didn't really, it didn't give what it needed to, like, to me. Um, but honestly, it's still a fun read. Like, if you want to read it, you can. I think it's still interesting. I don't read a lot of books with adult main characters. It's one of the first books I've read in a long time. One of the first books I've read in a long time that has an adult main character. Um, So there's that. I think that it's a fun book. I think that it's not even really that, it's like a quick read, so if you're just like in a slump or something, I think that you should read, you could read that book. But it's just, mm, out of all three of them, like after reading the entire series, I think that one's probably like my least favorite. Next is The Bride Test, and honestly, okay. Um, the Bride Test was a step up to me but it was also so so short I don't know if it was short if just nothing happened in the book because you know sometimes you read like a 500 600 page book and three main things happen so it's gonna feel like you just read 200 pages and that's it you know what I mean like so it felt really really short I don't know like I don't know I don't remember how many pages were in the book but I just remember it felt so short when I was reading it like I just genuinely like if you asked me why it was so long of a book with such little like nothing happened in that book, I I couldn't explain it to you. But basically, in this book, um, Kai, who is the cousin of Michael, who was love interest from the first book, um, his mom wants him to become like part of an arranged marriage, with this woman named Esme, who's from Vietnam, which is where um these characters are from. But he's a Vietnamese American, and she's like straight from Vietnam, so. They have a lot of cultural differences which i think was interesting like seeing how they interact like i did like that aspect of like how do i explain it like seeing just like how they interact and how they have different perspectives on things and that was pretty cool so esme is like from vietnam she's a janitor in a hotel and so kai's mom basically sees her and it's like wow you're so beautiful whatever whatever um you don't look like most like it was like, you don't look a lot like a lot of the women here. And it's basically because Esme is Wajian. So she has like green eyes or something like that. Like that's what makes her stand out. I was like, okay, this has nothing to do with me. Like I'm not, mm not really for me, but you know, I was like, okay, that's fine. She's quote unquote exotic. I don't get it. Um, But basically there was that. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that but anyways that's besides the point so here's one thing about Esme that kind of to me felt like it should have been more important in the story than it was so Esme was a teen mom so she's like in her early 20s but she's like a five or six year old daughter and so when she's going to Vietnam because I mean not going to Vietnam when she goes to the United States because basically Kai's mom is like okay here's what happens so Kai's mom sees her and it's like Test does like a weird like personality test or something like that, and is basically like, um, I think you're good enough for my son. I want you to try to marry him, and so is like, what? And she's like, I'll give you and your daughter or no, she didn't she didn't know about the daughter. She said I'll give you and your family like, cause she knew something. She knew that she lived with her mom and her grandma, something like that. I don't remember. It was weird. I don't remember, but it was something like that. She was like, I'll give you guys. I will let you come to the United States, like, I will pay for that, and, you know, whatever, but this is just a test run, so you have the entire summer to get my my son to fall for you, and if it goes well, you guys will get married, and your people, your family can come over, whatever, whatever, and so, basically, like, Esme was gonna say no, but then she wanted to, like, she was, like, she had a moment where she was, like, thinking about her daughter, and she was, like, my daughter would have more opportunities in the United States than she does here, um, especially given, like, how we're living. Um, so basically she said yes and that was that. So here's the thing. Esme is a mother, right? Like we know this was established. But I also feel like it just didn't matter. Like, her daughter was mentioned. She talked about how much she missed her daughter, like once in the entire book, and then in the ending, when, you know, the two people fall in love, then her daughter comes and her daughter's like dad whatever like I feel like her daughter should have played a more important role since she is a mother like obviously her life doesn't have to revolve around her child I'm not saying that like, the story has to revolve around her being a mother and everything like that that's not what the story is about the story is a romance story you know what I mean like so it's different however comma I just feel like her daughter did not play a role like like her daughter is an important part of Esme's background. And I feel like she just didn't matter. And there's this whole thing where... Okay, so let me talk about Kai, who is the main character. Like, who is the other main character? And he's also the love interest. Or they're each other's love interests, You know what I'm saying? Kai has autism. And basically, he also has this thing where he thinks that... Okay, he's like this... I don't want to call it a complex. I don't know what else to call it. they like, what else would you... He has... He has this complex, this thing where he feels like he can't love people because he lost his best friend when he was 16 and his best friend is also a member of his family. So it was like double, you know what I mean? Like, and so basically at the funeral, like he didn't cry. And so he thought since that's how most people show their emotion, like he's not capable of feeling and it has to do with his autism and like he can't love anyone and he's just like a loveless, soulless person. And that's not true. But that's what he thought because he doesn't react to situations the same way. Or if he does, he doesn't notice it. Because he was definitely, like, grieving and stuff like that. But he didn't recognize it as grieving because he had already had in his mind, like, oh, I can't love anyone. This is that the third. So that's, like, a big part of his character. And if you want to, like, understand the story, then you need to know that. So basically, like, Esme comes and she comes to the United States and... The mom is like, you're going to live with him. Um, I'm going to make sure y'all live together. I don't really care what he has going on. He's going to make room for you. So she ends up moving in with Kai. Even though he's not really down for this. Because he doesn't want to be in an arranged marriage. Because he feels that like he can't love anyone. So why would he want to get married? You know what I mean? So he's like, um, I'll let her stay here. Since you already brought her here. And she has nowhere else to go. But like, this is not cool, mom. Like, And if this doesn't work out, then you can't control my life anymore. And you can't try to and the mom's like fine cuz she thinks it is going to work out and surprise surprise in this romance novel where we only have two established romantic interests which are each other's interests yes it works out okay um <laughs> but that's besides the point so basically uh this is where like a lot of the cultural differences come in even though like even though Kai is Vietnamese American you can see, like, the differences between, like, someone who is straight from Vietnam and someone who has family who's from, straight from Vietnam. Like, when Esme is cooking and he's not used to, like, the smell of food in his house, like, of traditional food in his house. And he has to open the windows because he says the smell is too strong for him. Or, like, just the way that they have manners with each other and the way they react to each other. Like, it's interesting to do- see the differences, I would say. So, yeah. And then there's also... Oh, here's here's a part of this this story. So during the summer, right, the summer that Esme supposed to be staying with Kai, there are like three or four family like, family weddings going on, and she has to be his wedding date to all of them, which is kind of why it's like the bride test. Like it is the bride test because she got tested in the beginning, but it's also like you're going to all these weddings and you're seeing how it's working and everything like that. So I think that was like I think it's a cute title. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it's a cute title. But yeah, so that's why. So one other big difference between Kai and um Esme is Esme is like I said earlier she's a janitor and she lives with her mom and her grandmother and she's providing for her entire family including her daughter you know so she doesn't have as much money as Kai whose family is rich and she doesn't even know that Kai is rich or like well off whatever you going to call them because he lives in a very like he lives in like a regular house, like it's not like a mansion or anything like that. Because he's like, I don't want to waste money on stuff I don't need. He's very interested in he's an accountant, that's why. He's very interested in numbers and being financially sound and everything like that. So basically. She doesn't know that he has money, even though his family does, because of the way his house looks and everything like that. Um So that's kind of funny to me, because it's like she's like because everyone talks about how successful Kai is and how proud they are of him. And she's like, if these millionaires are so proud of him and how successful he is, like, they must be very loving parents and family and everything because he's definitely poor. (laughs) She doesn't say it like that. She's a very polite woman. But, you know, it's just funny to me. It's just funny. But, yeah, so we have all these weddings and she doesn't dress the way they dress. And she doesn't know to because they are upper class and, like, they're a lot more conservative than she is, I guess. She's not, like, a wild party child or anything like that. But just, like, in the way they dress, her dresses are shorter and people judge her for it and everything like that. So, she definitely feels like an outsider in more than one way. First, because she's away from her family. She's in a foreign country. She doesn't, like, she knows English. She can speak English. But she's not very, like, she's she feels kind of insecure about it because she's not, like an american like they are like they're vietnamese american like they are fluent english speakers second language born raised speaking english and vietnamese and so she's like trying to remember her high school classes where she learned it and so she feels kind of out of place so yeah i think that's the i think that her story was interesting because at first i just really was not feeling as me and i think the reason why is because she doesn't have like like things don't she doesn't do things as much as things happen to her. She's like a passive character. And that kind of bothered me, but at the same time I feel like the story makes up for it because it's not like she just sits and sits and just lets things happen, but it's more like the way that the the story is written like she doesn't make things happen as much and then, and then she does, so then it's like, oh, it's a switch, and I can like her more now, because, like, she starts going to classes for English, and gets her GED, and, like, she starts learning how to do accounting, because she told Ka she was in accounting, because she felt insecure about being a janitor, but then she came out and told her, told him the truth, because she doesn't like to lie, even though she didn't tell him about her daughter at all, which I still think is so weird, like, I feel like the author forgot or something, like, I don't know, something about that is strange, like, how do you, I don't know. And she was, like, worried that he doesn't like kids. But if he's falling in love with you, right? And you're supposed to get married by the end of the summer if everything goes well. And he doesn't know you have a child. Like, what is that? What is that? How are we starting this foundation? Like, I just don't. I don't get it. I just. It it, it stresses me out. Okay? That's what it does. It did. It stressed me out so much. You know? But, I mean, it worked out. There is definitely a big, like, you know, like, those dramatic, like, grand gestures at the end of a romantic movie or, like, a romantic comedy? There was one of those in this book, and I really liked it. And so that's what I'm going to highlight, because I've been telling you about, like, the general things. But, like, this is one thing. So this is where the Kai thinking he can't love anyone comes back into play. Like, so basically, Kai and Esme have a lot of intimate moments and everything like that. And so she's like, um, you know, like, we're supposed to get married and everything but do you love me like I love you and he's like no I don't love you and I never will be able to like and he says with like a straight face like I was I was sitting there and I was like oh oh is this what we're is this the kind of life that we're living is this what we're doing now like all right and okay Uh, okay awkward and so basically she moves out and she gets her own apartment because she ends up working um at a um at Kai's mom's restaurant. So she ends up working there, which is why she's able to practice her English, which makes her want to go to the English school across the street, which, like, you know, snowball effect. But basically, she moves out, and Kai, like, misses her like crazy, but he doesn't want to accept it because he feels like he can't love anyone. And that's where his brother comes in. His brother, Quan, is like, like I haven't seen you this messed up since your best friend died. And he was like, I wasn't messed up when my best friend died. The thing is, he was so messed up about it that he actually doesn't remember the fact that he was, like, in agony and he just couldn't function and people had to come and take care of him. By people, I mean, like, his brother. And so, it's, like, a whole thing and he still, like, can't accept the truth that he can love and he just doesn't want to acknowledge it. And he doesn't want to recognize it, I guess. So, his brother's trying to get through to him but it's just not working. So, his brother Quan goes to Esme and is like, look, you want to stay here? You can stay here. If Kai doesn't marry you, I will. You know what? Let's do it. (laughs) So they send Kai and Evite for their wedding. And the mom is like, you know what? I don't care. As long as somebody... One of my sons gets married. Because y'all are both bachelors. Y'all have both been bachelors for way too long for my liking. So it's set. And they start planning the wedding. They send Kai and Evite. And Kai is like, is this a joke? Like, what is this? And Quan's like, if you want to be with the woman you love, then do that. But if not, like, I'm gonna get married. So have fun with that, and so basically Kai is like, I'm not going to go to the wedding, I'm not going to go to the wedding, but he ends up going, of course, and he ends up riding his dead best friend's motorcycle to get there, because his best friend died in a motorcycle accident on his way to see Kai, which is kind of what started this whole I can't love thing, because he felt like he didn't deserve love, because when he did want to see someone, when he did want something from someone, they died, you know what I mean? On their way to see him. So he blamed himself for that. For a very very long time. And so yeah. Long story short. They. He crashed the wedding. He didn't crash it I guess. Because he was invited. But you know he's at the wedding. And he's like no like don't marry Kwan, Marry me. And she's like okay. Do you love me? And he still doesn't say Jack. Okay, my thing is, if you want the love of your life to be with you, maybe you should just say yes. May- just maybe, maybe, just maybe you should you should say yes. I-, I don't know, though. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, maybe you should say yes to these types of, you know, questions. You know, but I- what do I know, right? What do I know? But you know what? They end up getting together because he does end up like falling for her and he confesses obviously he fell for her before but he's basically like uh yes i love you as best as i can and i promise i will for as long as i can it's like a cute confession and so they end up getting they don't get married though wait i think i'm misremembering something give me two seconds no because i don't think this is right like i feel like i'm missing something because i don't remember it being this easy you know, like, I feel like we had some struggles. Or maybe we didn't. Am I a pessimist? Maybe that's why. Like, because I feel like... I feel like we're missing something. No, no, no. So, there's the wedding, right? There's the wedding. And... No, they didn't get married. They didn't get married. I'm absolutely right. Yeah, okay. There's the wedding. Ooh, whoa. There's the wedding. And so... At the wedding oh, I remember now, I remember, I remember, so Kai comes, like, super late, like, he, so Esme's worried that he's not gonna come, and, so, like, Esme's whole family is there, and, um, basically, like, Esme is heartbroken, and so, like, her daughter's there, like, her grandma and her parents, I her mom is there, and so, like, it's just very sad, like, because you're, like, is he not gonna come, like, but then here's what happened so esme is about to walk down the aisle right and oh my gosh i missed a big part so esme is wajian like i said and her dad lives in the united states but her mom doesn't remember her dad's last name because they met in a summer fling and they like fell in love and everything it was zero romantic but then he left and then they never had contact again so esme thought she was abandoned and so that's one part of why she wanted to come to the united states besides the fact that she could give her daughter a better life because she was like maybe i can find my dad and um Kai tries to help with that but she thinks it's unsuccessful but then at the wedding her dad comes out and he's like oh my gosh like cuz he I never forgot about you look I always wondered what happened to you and to your mother like I love you da-da-da-da. I got the strangest voicemail um someone asking for a Phil who knew a Lynn in Vietnam and he said that Phil's daughter was getting married and she needed her dad And so I just knew, like, I knew I had to come. But see, the reason why they couldn't find him the first time is because his first name wasn't Phil. His last name was Phil Lander. Like, so Phil. And so, yeah. So that's why. But basically, he walks, he walks her down the aisle. And so Kai's like, I'm here. I'm here. Like, I'm sorry for being late. And there was traffic. I rode the motorcycle. So I just went around the cars. And so it was it was crazy. And so basically she finds out that Kai is the reason that her dad is there. It's like really romantic. It's really very sweet. And so then um, he like meets her daughter. And he's like, there's a tiny Esme here. Um, and Esme's like, yeah, she's mine and he's like you never told me and I'm like like you could have just tell you could have just told him but she's also like your mom said you didn't want a family you didn't want kids and I was scared that you didn't want me if you knew I had a kid and so basically um then he's like he is like the grand gesture and he's like uh I love you. He says it in Vietnamese, because usually she only talks to him in Vietnamese, but she talks to everyone else in English. It's like a special, like, secret thing. Like, even though they can all speak it, like, he speaks to her in English, but she only talks to him in Vietnamese, but she talks to everyone else in English. So at first he thought it was, like, weird, but then it's, like, their thing. So then he tells her, I love you in Vietnamese, and then he's like, I love you. I was afraid to lose someone again, and that's why I said that I didn't, and I was just really scared. And... Oh, this is my favorite part. This is, like, one of my favorite quotes. It's like, okay... My heart works in a different way, but it's yours. You're my one. Um, You have options now. You don't have to marry if you don't want to. Now that we found your dad, your paperwork would be easy or easier. But if you do want to marry, marry me. And not just for three years, but for keeps. And then he's like, I forgot your ring, but I promise I got you one. And it's nice and I'll give it to you. And so then he's like, will you marry me? And she's like, yeah. And then the epilogue, they don't end up getting married, like, right away. She ends up going to college first. And then um, she's like, so they're at, like, the college graduation. And so um, her mom, Esme's mom and dad are like, so now that you've graduated, are you going to marry him? Like, because he's definitely been asking. (laughs) And so, um, oh, and her mom and dad got married. It was really cute um and so basically they're like we're just taking our time um we love each other and we don't need to be married to prove that and so basically it's just it's super cute and then they decide to get married in like Vegas I think so yeah and then they just say like I love you each other they, they say I love you too oh my gosh they say I love you to each other and then that's the end of the book and so this one is like It grew on me because I definitely didn't love it at first. Like, it was my least favorite, like I said earlier. But then something happened. I don't know what happened. There was a switch in my mind or something, but it just started working for me. The Bride Test, to me, is a lot better than the first book. I don't have a grudge with the first book, but I kind of do. Just because I feel like it just, it just, I don't know. Like, the brightest, like I said, it felt so short, though. Like, I feel like nothing happened. But then things did happen. And then it's like, maybe they we just weren't memorable things. Like, I remember things happening. And I have to because I'm talking about them right now. But at the same time, it feels like nothing really happened in this book. And it felt, like, so short. So I kind of have mixed feelings about it. But overall, I did like the story. And I did really like the characters. Like, the main characters. So, yeah, that's the second book. And then the third book, which is The Heart Principle, focuses on the brother from before, Kai's brother Kwan. Kai's brother Kwan had cancer. Um, He had testicular cancer, so he's like insecure about his body now because he has to get one of them removed or something. Not or something, that's what happened. He ends up falling in love with a violinist with extreme anxiety once she went viral because everyone expects her to be like this super amazing artist and she has like m- music block or playing block or something I don't know how you would call it like you know like there's writer's block there's drawing block or artist block I don't know what you would like musicians block and so basically they are trying to like loosen up as individuals and so they decide to be each other's one night stand but they end up just never doing the the stand part like it's not one night like they just start hanging out all the time and becoming like besties basically and talking every day and then they fall in love and that's that book and honestly, I know I said this was my favorite. It is my favorite, but at the same time, like, I feel like the more I think about these books, the less I like them. And it's not that I just dislike them now, but it's like they become less special to me. I don't know how to explain it. Like, some books I just love more and more. The more I read, the more I think about them. Like, Legendborn, which I talk about probably way too much. I talk about them all the time. I talk about that book all the time. And the second book is coming soon, and I'm just so excited for it. But... Basically, like, like, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just don't like them as much once I start thinking about them in, like, in, what am I trying to say, like, when when I'm, like, thinking about these books, I feel like I start liking them less and less, or, like, when I was trying to form, like, I was trying to see other people's opinions on these books on Goodreads, and a lot of people described something that I didn't really notice, but I definitely did, like, subconsciously, and it's that, like, these books are, like, kind of stale, but they're still entertaining enough where it doesn't really matter, but sometimes you're just, like, mm, mm, I don't know, like, was this was this what I wanted, you know, but overall, I did like the bride test, like I said, and then the heart principle it was like eh, like the I liked the dialogue, I like the dialogue was fun, i liked um I liked the relationship between Anna and Quan, and I did like anna's like life, i guess I feel like um. Her family dynamics were interesting because she didn't really get along with her family. Like, in the first two books, like, the main characters who did have autism, like, their family just wanted to support them and make them happy and have them have the things that they had, which was a family and love, you know? But in this book, it was like they just couldn't accept her, or at least her sister couldn't, because her family was just very, like, no. Like, you're perfect. You have to be perfect. And if you're not, then you're the problem. Like, there's not a problem with you. You are the problem. Um... And so I think that I did like this book more than the other ones, even though I just made that whole big rant about um, the ride test. I think that Anna is probably my favorite character just because I feel like she's different. Like, not in, like, a quirky way, but she's, like, different from the other characters in this series. Like, this book was definitely a bit heavier for, like... It was a bit heavier, I think, in topics than the other two books. Because, like, Anna's father... Okay, so obviously she had the extreme anxiety, too. And she didn't know she had autism at first, like the other two characters did. Like, they had been diagnosed. They had been understood that they, like, thought differently than a neurotypical neurotypical person. And Anna didn't. So she had to face, like, that exhaustion and everything. Like, she had a lot of um, exhaustion from this thing called masking. Which is, like, when you pretend to be, like happy all the time and just like you just try like really hard to be not yourself um that's like a very very simple way of putting it but yeah and so in this book I think that I liked Anna as a character the most and this book also was based more personally on the author's experience and it was written in the first person which is different than the other two books so I did feel more personal and I think I like that too um but the only thing is like I feel like even though they were tackling like these harder topics and everything like that like at some parts it just felt like the the writing style didn't go with what the author was writing about like something about it just didn't work as smoothly as it had when it wasn't as serious of a topic and another thing is Quan, even though he had his own perspective like like he was supposed to be like a main character in his own and he had been like a bigger character i feel in the past few books and in his own book like He had his story and it just didn't it didn't work as much. Like Kwan didn't have a story even though she was in the car. In the whoa, in the car. What am I talking about? Kwan didn't have a story even though he was the main character. Like his story was going across these three books, right? So he had plenty of time to develop. And then, like, the big part about his story wasn't even in the book. It's, like, the aftermath of that. And that's kind of fine, I guess. But it just didn't... I feel like Quan deserved better. You know, like, I feel like it could have worked. And it didn't. And so... It's just... It's just very, like, I don't know... Like, overall, did I like this book? Yes, I did. It was different from the first two books for sure. Probably because the author had more personal connections to it and you could tell. But it was also at the same time, it was like, uh, like, you set up this character for the past three, for the past two books, you give him his own story and he's not even relevant in it. The romance was there, but it also just felt like they could have been best friends and nothing would have changed. You know what I mean? Like, they could have just been best friends that became roommates and nothing would have changed, really, to me. Like, and then there's, like, okay, here's one thing that was kind of frustrating. Anna is a very, very big people pleaser, which I can relate to. Like, that's not a problem within itself. It's just, and this is the whole point. Like, it's supposed to irritate you. Like, it's not like, oh, this is a good characteristic of hers. But it messes up so many things in the story. Oh my gosh. It nearly ruins her relationship with Kwan, the love interest. It just messes everything up. And I'm like, I just need you to get a hold of yourself, like low key. I'm just, it felt like I was getting my teeth pulled without any type of medicine, without any type of numbing, anything. Like, it was just so, it was so painful to watch, to read. Like, I was just like, oh, please, 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 please. And so it was just, I don't know. I don't know. Like this book definitely got me in my feels, but also just had me frustrated. This book was emotionally like it just makes you tired. It's just there's so many draining things going on. I get that's the point. Like her life is hard, but it was just so it's just such a big contrast. Like I feel like it didn't feel like it was the same genre as the other two books in the series. And I don't know how I feel about that. But, like I said, these work as, like, standalones. So, it worked as a standalone. In the series, I felt like it kind of felt out of place. But it was still... um. It's... Like... It was still... Um, it was a good book. I think that, like, Quan should have been... Treated better. Like, I feel like everyone loves him he's like a fan favorite for real and then he didn't he didn't like he didn't even matter in his own book to me like it, it was just frustrating and a lot of people say that this isn't really as much of a bromance book and i agree with that like i said it felt like a completely different genre and i get that like it was meant to be different because the author was putting more of her personal experience in it it was definitely it was a lot I felt like this should not have been considered a romance at all really like it could have romance in it but this wasn't really a romantic book so I don't know if you like light-hearted books then Bride Test is the best book out of the series if you like more serious books that happen to have romance in them then I think that um The Heart Principle is the best book in the series like I think that it depends on my mood I would definitely rather read I would rather reread The Bride Test than the heart principle just because the heart principle is so heavy like so many things happen it is very emotionally like uh, draining I guess you would say but I do still think it was a very enjoyable book like I think that it was good it's just very it's just very frustrating and it 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 will drain you just like it drains Anna the main character but like it 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 got me emotional it was the most like connected I felt to the book like one of the books on the series Probably because it wasn't as lighthearted, It was just hard to read sometimes. Like, so, like I said, if you like heavier stuff, I guess, you would probably like that more. Mm, But overall, I think it's uh, a toss-up between which my favorites are. Even though I said I was ranking them like that, like, the more I think about it, the heart principle and the bride test are kind of like two sides of a coin. Like, it depends on what you want, you know? Kiss Question is still at the bottom. I'm so sorry. I do not I do not care. That book is still at the bottom. Did I dislike that book? No, I really liked it. But uh, it's just what... You could definitely see the growth in the author's writing. Let me see that. You can see the growth. Because Kiss Question... It just doesn't do it after you read something so much better. You know what I mean? But that's pretty much all I had to say. Um, I think that the author... When she comes up with another book, I'll be excited to read that, and I'm excited to see how the author grows more. Um, but at the same time, like let's not fall back into boring, because sometimes these books can get boring. Sometimes nothing happens, and that's why they go down a star or two or whatever, you know. But overall, I think these books were enjoyable. Like I think that they're good books. Like I would recommend them, maybe. Would I? I think I would, yeah, I would. And so that's pretty much all I had to say. Um, overall, one thing I liked about this is that, like, cause I never really get to not get to, but I never really find books that have like neurodivergent main characters. So finding three in the same series by an author who is neurodivergent that was really cool. Um, and just seeing people humanize them because in a lot of media. Like, you see people who have autism as like these supercomputers, like, even in Criminal Minds. I'm only in season one, so don't, if I'm wrong, like, I'm just saying from my first impression of like Spencer and how they're like, oh yeah, he has autism, but no one really realizes because he's just the super genius and everything that, like, or in um, Girl Meets World, which is an entire problem. Don't even get me started, but also like, the way they portray Farkle as this robotic character and then they like make this huge deal about how autism is like bad and they really hope and pray he doesn't have it like they make it seem like this is this undesirable thing versus just the way a person is you know what I mean so seeing this type of representation of neurodivergent and autistic characters was pretty cool um because I never really see those things so yeah I think that I liked how these books gave me like not new perspectives because I knew that autistic people are just people like it doesn't really you know what I mean but just seeing how different things like things I wouldn't really focus on can make someone feel very anxious or you know just irritated that that was interesting or like sensitivity to touch or the way numbers work or like how everything has been a certain order. I think that was all pretty interesting so yeah. Um like I said overall I like these books. And thank you so much for listening to this episode because I know it's kind of a long one. Um uh, I hope you enjoyed. And here is my outro. Thank you so much for listening to an episode of Melanated and Educated. If you'd like to hear or see more of me, you can follow me on my social media at the handle DesiloBoo. D S L I L B O O. That's Deslobo. And you can also continue to listen to episodes of this podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed.